Welcome to The Bomar Show. We are your hosts, Josh and Sarah Bomar. We hope this podcast will motivate, educate, and entertain you. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to The Bomar Show. We are on episode 22, and we actually have our first guest star today. Ooh, and you guys may be guessing it. It is Oakley. Oakley Sky. We had our baby. Yes. So she is currently swaddled up on me right now. So if you hear any baby noises, it is not Josh. It is, in fact, Oakley. It could be me. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, it's up for discussion. <laughs> um, but we wanted to do a podcast today all about her birth and delivery. And I just think it would be so fun for her. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe she's going to like roll her eyes at this in 15 years when she's listening. But I think it would be really cool for her to be able to hear us talk about the story of her birth on our podcast. So I put up. Wow. Are we getting into the pregnancy at all? Not really. Let's start kind of like towards the end. Okay. And then we got to have a build up to the birth. I mean, we can't just go right to the birth. Yes. So I also put up a poll on Instagram last night asking you guys any questions. So we've got about a dozen questions, but we're going to tell the story the first half of the podcast and then cover the questions on the second half of this podcast. This is going to be fun. Yeah. So she is two and a half weeks old. It is. She was born August 6th. 2020 during I need to write this down yeah I don't forget yeah you do (laughs) so um so kind of starting at the end of pregnancy around week 37 38 we were going in obviously every single week for appointments and I was simply just not dilated at all no matter what we did zero centimeters and boy did we try everything to get dilation started literally everything I feel like People told us 900,000 different things to try to do. And my favorite was eat Chinese food. Yes. Um, <laughs> or watch an action movie. I, the, the we don't want to get people, too graphic on no. what some people were recommending, but people we tried those were, too. People were recommending <laughs> a lot of things in certain positions in great detail. So and thank you all for that. Yeah. I hope they were all guys just trying to help me. We out. learned a lot about our followers. <laughs> during that time um but yeah so we obviously were going in every single week zero centimeters dilated and at about week 39 we decided to schedule um, a medical induction if she went to week 41 which is a very appropriate time to have a medical induction obviously you know you don't want the baby to be in there for too long especially given how big josh was at birth i was horrified for her to be any larger than she actually needed to be because I really wanted to obviously give um, or have a vaginal birth. So we wanted to make sure that she was obviously full term and then a week late and then we scheduled the induction. We we tried to schedule it on July 30th and uh, they wouldn't let us. Because why? Because it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's birthday. Yeah, and we met at the Arnold. We thought it was really cute. But they're like, no, that's only one day past your due date. We're not like, doing that. We're not that. doing that. I'm like, please. <laughs> and I tried to play the whole I was a giant baby, you know, and, and they didn't buy it. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, Oakley. Yeah. We tried to get your birthday to share with Arnold Schwarzenegger, but it didn't happen. Did not happen. Um. So on. I mean, does that start us off as being bad parents? I mean, that's kind of really dumb, right? No, I think it's. I think it's solid. Okay. Um, well, definitely let us know on our Instagrams <laughs> if you think we're crazy for that. The doctor didn't let us, though. So, so 
Uh, so anyways. We totally would have done it, though. So <laughs> my induction was scheduled for a Wednesday. And I don't know if you guys have heard, there's this thing called COVID going around. So the two days before, I had to be tested by my nose, my nasal. I had to nasally be tested. I don't know. Deep in the nasal cavity. Very deep. Um, Josh did not even though he was obviously going to the hospital. But I watched. Yes, he watched me get tested. Came back negative, which is great. Um, so that was on Monday. On Tuesday, we had an appointment just to kind of see where everything was. We were still at zero centimeters dilated. It was very obvious that this baby was not going to come out on her own. So really Do you blame glad. her with what's going on in the world right now? No. <laughs> I, I want stayed in there too. I want to be in a womb right now. Um. So we knew we made the right decision for the medical induction for the following day. So we, you know, we had, it was like a planner's dream. We had all this time to kill. We didn't go until 7 p.m. that day. We just had everything done, ready to go. Of course, like when we didn't have things ready, I felt like she was going to come early. And then once we had everything ready, she just decided to take hers. Which time. honestly, I'm so happy we went this route because I was able to get so many snacks and yes. so much beef jerky Josh and so many protein bars. Very excited about so the snacks. We, we got were everything planned. Nothing was like grab the go bag and go. It was everything was super laid out, which was kind of nice. Yeah. And obviously during this time, we were not able to tour the hospital or anything like that. So we really didn't know if like the cafeteria was going to be open, if we were going to be able to door dash food, you know, so we really had to be prepared on the snacks and the food and things like that because we were going to be there for a while. Yeah, like multiple days. I thought you'd push the baby out and they send you on your way. You're like, no, you're going to be here for like three days minimum. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, <laughs> uh, great. Hospital food. And where am I supposed to sleep? And they're like, oh, here's your couch. Yeah. I'm like, all right, okay. <laughs> this is this is great. Do you have an extra pillow? Because yeah. this pillow is not going to work. <laughs> it's like plastic. It was like um, so thin. I was like, is this a sheet? I'm like, oh, wait, it's my so. pillow. So we... We drive to the hospital, we get there at 7 p.m., and we pull into the parking lot, and there's a tailgate going on in the parking lot for someone else who was getting discharged that day. People were tailgating for the baby. Which, honestly, Oakley, lot. you need to meet that person because they are very loved and supported. I yeah. felt like let down that we didn't have a tailgate party going on for us. It they had signs and everything. Signs, uh, lawn chairs, there might have been a grill. I mean, it was pretty common. In the parking lot of the hospital. Yeah, at it the was, maternity ward. It was awesome. So so we check in. We obviously had to get our temperature checked. We had to wear masks going in, got checked in, got into our room. And what was really nice, too, um, I don't know if it's a new thing or if it just depends on the hospital, but I was able to deliver and then also be in the same room for recovery. So once we got in that room, we were there until Saturday. So yeah, <laughs> we were there we for didn't a leave. while. Well, yeah. I did. Yeah. I definitely broke the record for the most food door dashed. Yeah. Easily. And, and it could not have been a worse hospital to door dash in. Every one of them pretty much screwed up and they'd show up to a different wing. And I was, I was like, oh my gosh, it was horrible. Yeah. So, so but so that's, it was pretty funny. Part of the story. But. Literally, uh, side note, it was so funny with the whole COVID thing. I would walk through the doors and 
get ha- with my mask on, grab my food and come back and literally walk right back in. They could see me the whole time and they would check my temperature when I got back yeah, in. Yeah, it was Every actually time. ridiculous. Like, are you serious, guys? I was gone for 10 seconds. Yeah. Like, come on. Um, so we, we check in, we get there Wednesday at 7 o'clock and at 8 p.m. So we got all our stuff. We unpacked everything. It was pretty chill. It was like we were checking into a hotel. Um, and then at 8 p.m., my labor and delivery nurse first came in and she was like, well, you're my first girl that's here. We're going to get you set up on Cytotech. We're going to do three doses, one every four hours, depending on your contraction. She measured me. I was still at zero, zero centimeters. Hang dilated. on. I know everyone knows what Cytotech is. But oh, okay. So it's, you should probably explain what they gave you and what it does. Yeah, that was fun. Um, so it was like a little, not necessarily like a suppository, but it was like a pill that she placed behind my cervix with her finger to hopefully get the labor and the dilation started. And yes, it is as painful as it sounds. So I thought that was started with a P. No, that's the um, Pitocin that was in my that's IV. That's what yeah. I thought. They yeah. Were, okay. So she ran my IV, which honestly, I am like deathly afraid of needles and IVs. And like the IV to me was worse than the childbirth. But so we started the Cytotech at 8 p.m., and Josh and I were just kind of hanging out. Um, I obviously couldn't eat anything. I could have broth, water, popsicles, and jello. Jell- you ordered so much jello. You did. What? No, it was it was for you. I wasn't jello. allowed to eat anything. Yeah. I had <laughs> broth. Um you ordered so many jellos though. It's so <laughs> weird. Our nurse was very sweet. She just kept bringing Josh jello. But so we had our little laptop set up and we were watching Netflix, just kind of waiting for the medicine to kick in. She came back about once every hour just to check in on me. And then at around 11, I hadn't had one contraction. I hadn't started to dilate or anything. So she recommended that I take an Ambien to hopefully sleep, which was a very big mistake. Because if you've ever taken Ambien and then you don't actually sleep, you kind of start to hallucinate, which is what started to happen oh, to me. So, um, so I take the ambi- Ambien at 11. She gives me the second round of Cytotech at midnight. And then at about 2 a.m., my contractions began. And those were no minor contractions. No. It was violent. Yeah. So I know a lot of people, you know, when they start actually having contractions, it's not necessarily mild, but they're very spaced out. Your body kind of ramps up for more serious, more intense, more frequent contractions. This went from literally zero to 100 within minutes. I was in excruciating pain. I was having 60 to 90 second contractions every two minutes for about five the, hours the entire night people yeah. 60 to 90 second like a minute and a half straight contraction she's doubled over in the bed wailing yeah. and i'm trying to sleep you were so rude i know you should have brought earplugs <laughs> um. and, and it was i mean literally and then a two minute break i mean that was it yeah so we were up the entire night there was no sleeping at all and so come morning, I was just like, oh, my gosh, she's going to be, like, totally dilated. This baby is coming. Yeah. Well, and I thought my water broke in the middle of the night. It ended up being different fluid. I have no idea what else was coming out of me. Um, and then I was hooked up to this monitor. My stomach was obviously hooked up where they could measure the contractions. And it looked like 
like an earthquake monitor. Like it was just how the, the, the spikes were and then the dips. Um, and she was saying that, you know, my contractions were about 70 to 80% of what they would become when I was in active slash real labor. And that horrified me because of how intense the contractions were for so long. And by, I'm just looking at my notes, by 4 a.m. I was three centimeters dilated. So it took six, no. And then for everyone that doesn't know, how many centimeters do you need to be dilated before you start pushing? You have to be 10 centimeters dilated and fully effaced. So you are in intensive contractions, two minute contract or 90 second contractions, two minutes apart for five to six hours. I thought it was longer than that, but, Mm, and then- by the end of it, you're only three centimeters dilated. Right. So she actually decided to not give me another round of the Cytotech because of how frequent my contractions were. Like they literally couldn't have become any more frequent without there being an issue. So, um, yeah, it took eight hours for me to become three centimeters dilated. And we tried everything in the middle of the night to, to help with the pain. I was on the exercise ball. I was in different positions in the bed. Um, she suggested to take a bath, but I just, I literally felt like I couldn't even move at that point. I was standing, I was sitting, I was laying, I was on this exercise ball. And then of course the whole time she's like, well, don't clench up. And I'm like, I feel like I'm literally giving birth right now. And I'm only three centimeters dilated. So the pain was just insane, but I am very glad that, I did, I did that part in the non-medic or non-medicated aspect, just because I could actually like appreciate the pain, and then it made the epidural at eight a.m. That now much you kind of breezed over these hallucinations. We, oh, we got to circle back to what you were exactly hallucinating. Because I, I know a lot of our listeners are like, wait a second, there was an ambient involved in hallucinations. I don't want to miss any of the details. It. It was strange. Like, it was just like my, like, I was like having an out of body experience. Like I was like floating above my body and the pain was so real, but at the same time, like I couldn't feel the pain, but then I could, it was just very strange. So I definitely recommend not taking that Ambien if you've, if you have the choice, um, if you are being induced. So I would say that would, that was like literally my only regret of the entire birthing process, but I had no idea. I thought I was going to be able to like sleep through the contractions. They were going to be every 10 minutes and then every seven and then every five. And they were going to just be like those little cute contractions that are like, Ooh, that hurt. No, it was like devil contractions. It was <laughs> awful. Um, devil contractions. but you're obviously you're forcing yourself to give birth to a child who's not ready to come out. So it, you know, Lots has to happen for that to to actually happen. So at 8 a.m., I decided to get the epidural, and I was still only three centimeters dilated. So the um, anesthesiologist came in to do the epidural, and I was just in so much pain. I was hunched over. The nurse was, like, hugging me, and the, uh, you know— anesthesiologist was telling Josh all the things that were going to happen with the epidural. Josh watched the whole thing. I filmed it, yeah. which was crazy. It is as big as they, they say. Yeah. The ladies always talk about all oh, this needles like humongous. I was waiting for it to come out the other side. I yeah. was like, that thing is giant. I'm like looking at her stomach. I'm like, yeah, that thing's going to come out of her stomach. I'm like, this thing, <laughs> he's keep going. He won't stop. It just kept going deeper and deeper and yeah. deeper. I was just like, oh my God. I was just in so much pain. I didn't even care I could literally could have cared less um but the nurses were so sweet and obviously 
um, we had new nurses at that point because the other nurse was a seven to seven nurse and then different nurses came in for the morning and the day shift. So I had the epidural at 8 a.m. Again, still three centimeters dilated. And then they started the Pitocin in my IV line just to, again, further facilitate the contractions, hopefully to get them more frequent and more intense, push my body into labor, hopefully break my water. And by 10 a.m., my water still had not broke. So the doctor came in to break my water. I couldn't feel anything. It was the epidural is like, whoever invented it needs to win. It was so funny a Nobel for me, Peace Prize. <laughs> honestly, because I'm, I'm sitting there from a sleepless night, you know, from you just wailing from contraction after contraction after contraction. And then literally after that epidural, you're just like, Oh my gosh, this is awesome. It was so strange. Like, cause I was still hooked up to that thing. And so I knew I was having contractions, but the fact that I like the, I knew what the pain was and then to have literally no feeling and no pain, like it was incredible. Okay. All right. Back. We had a little feedback issue in the microphone. So we took a mild little break and we are back. Yeah. So just to recap. So at 10 AM, they broke my water. The doctor, brought in this hook and she's like, okay, you might feel this. And I didn't feel a thing. I was so hopped up on that epidural. And so she broke my water. And then at about 1230, um, I asked the girls, you know, how long do you think I have? I didn't sleep last night. It would be great if I could sleep a little bit before, you know, we start pushing and all that. And they're like, oh, well, you know, we kind of expect you to dilate one centimeter every hour and you were three centimeters. So we kind of think you'll start pushing around six or seven o'clock tonight. I'm like, oh, okay, great. That means I can take like a few hour nap. We can just kind of chill. We have a plan. And then what happened? Well, it's what, like noon? 12.30. Yeah, it was like 12.30. They come in to check her cervix. Yep. And so they were like, okay, we're just going to check it. And and the nurse gets down there. She's like, oh, there's the baby's head. You are full 10 centimeters right now. You yep. are about to have this baby. I'm like, what? Yeah. So, so Sarah and I look at each other. <laughs> we're just like, um, okay. I we had till 7 o'clock, but uh, nope. We were not prepared. We just look at each other and I'll never forget this. We like, we're like staring at each other like, okay, I, I guess it's time to be parents. You yeah. know, it's like, and you were just ready and it was so awesome. So I was like, oh my gosh. So they're like, yeah, you'll probably have a baby before uh, two, probably two o'clock. I'm yeah. like, holy smokes, here we go. Yeah. So they went and got the doctor and at about 1 p.m., um, you know, I started pushing after they brought in the lights and all of these machines and contraptions and everything else. It was pretty intense. But and of course, I'm down there with a magnifying glass ready to rock and roll. This was like super cool for me. So uh, not literally with a magnifying yeah. glass, but I was like all in. I was like an extra pair of hands there. The nurses kept saying I was like another nurse, which was kind of fun. But we, uh, I wanted to be at, at every single step of this. And it was so crazy. Like as soon as Sarah started pushing, like I could see that I could see little Oakley's head. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's going to come. And they're like, oh no, that's pretty normal. She's, I'm like thinking to myself, like she's probably suffocating. And of course I don't know anything about <laughs> childbirth. So, but I could just see the top of her head. I'm like, she's going to, come flying out I'm like need to catch her you know and it's just not the way that it works so I was just so excited just to be there be a part of it so I would like hold your leg yep. and then the other nurse would hold your leg and then you would push and your abs are so freaky strong because you would push and every time you would push she would come down the 
canal. Yep. That's the right. Yeah. Yep. She would literally just come out a little bit more every time, a little bit more every time. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And the, everyone was complimenting Sarah on how excellent of a pusher she is. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Yeah. Just seeing everything happen. So then you grabbed some gloves and you started feeling around down there. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, can I feel her head? I'm like, I've been talking to this baby in this womb for nine months or 10 months at this point. I'm like, I, I, can I touch her? She's like, yeah. So I like touch her little wrinkled up head. And it was so cute because it didn't even look like a head because it was all wrinkled and compressed, you know, from the, the canal. Yeah. And so, like, I touched her little head, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. And I was just eating up the whole thing. Most dads, like, pass out and all this stuff. But I was just like, this is just the coolest experience. So I'm, like, talking to the nurses. I'm like, guys, I really want to deliver this baby. I'm like, please let me deliver this baby. I'm not going to pass out. I can handle this. Let me deliver this baby. And so the nurse is like, I don't know. And then the doctor comes in. I'm like, can I please deliver this baby? I'm like, let me pull her into this world. And she's like, well, you know what? I guess it, once the head clears and uh, and we get one shoulder through, you can finish it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm like, yeah. So I'm like tickled to death now because now I'm getting my gloves on, you know, and I'm like ready for the delivery. I'm like, okay, I get to, to help with this. This is so cool. Yeah. So we started pushing at about 1 p.m. And I would say that I pushed for about 15 to 20 minutes before the doctor actually came in because the doctor doesn't come in until the absolute last minute when the baby is actually going to be delivered. So some women, you know, could push for four to five hours before that actually happens. So they which is which is pretty normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially for a first baby. So um, I pushed for about 20 minutes and the girls were like, oh, we need to go get the doctor. And it was like go time. So your abs are yeah. freaky strong. They're like, <laughs> we're getting rid of this baby. So um, the doctor comes in and a bunch of nurses, other nurses, um, residents. I mean, all kinds of people. It's a teaching hospital, there. right? Like Grey's yeah. Anatomy. Yeah. So it's like a, a whole freak show and and. It was so weird. I expected to be freaked out because there's Sarah Bomar, spread eagle in the stirrups and all. And there's like a thousand people in this room is what it felt like. Yeah. And I'm just like, I didn't care one bit. You know, it wasn't even anything like that. All I cared about was Oakley coming into this world. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we just, I just hope everything's normal. And I hope that she has all her fingers and toes. I just hope that she's healthy. I hope she cries right away. Like all these things were going through my head. And then I'm like, I hope I don't drop her since she's letting me like deliver her. I'm like, this is insane. So I was, there was a million things as the dad going through my mind and, and not one of them was my wife being spread eagle on the, on the table there. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so at 138, she was born. The contractions were very strange, not being able to feel Wait, my wait, legs. wait. We're breezing over this. So normally it's four to five hours of pushing, and within yeah. 30 minutes, baby's coming out. Yes. Well, 38. So 38 minutes of pushing, yeah. and Sarah, the freak show ab queen over here, evidently, I don't know, but she pushed this baby out. And so I don't want to breeze over this because this is, like, super exciting for me because, like, I see her head come out. Yeah. And I'm like, 
oh my gosh. And the doctor's like, okay, get yourself in there. And I had the nurses with my phone. So I'm like, you have to film this. We're like, we can't film her vagina. And I was like, I was like, well, film from this angle, like over her shoulder. So you don't see it, but you see me pulling her out. She's like, okay. So I get one of the nurses, my phone, and I'm like there, like ready to catch a snap on the field and the football field. I'm like, okay, here we go. And that head pops out. And then you pushed, and that one shoulder came through, and then she came shooting out of there. And I just, like, grab her and pull her into the world. I felt like I was, like, on The Lion King. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. And it was, like, instant love. I mean, just instant love. I cried. I never cry. And I stinking cried. And it was so cool. And I grabbed this baby, and she instantly starts crying. She's all wet and gross and I just look up to Sarah and I, I'm holding this baby and I'm bringing the baby to you and I could just see it in your eyes and you were just so excited to see her and to meet our daughter and I give her to you and she's just crying and you just instantly turn this switch on to mom yeah. and it was just so cool to see you in this mom light and I've never seen you like that you know we we've been married for al- almost six years now and we waited five years to have a baby yeah. And so, like, that's so cool to be able to s- fall in love with you all over again as a mom. And it was just, that was the moment it clicked. Like, you're a mom. Like, you're no longer Sarah Bomar. Nope. You're a mom. And that's I was it. like, this is so <laughs> cool. And it was so neat for me to see that and experience that and bring her into this world and then give her to you. And it was just, it was amazing. Yeah. So, Josh puts her on me. I obviously instantly start crying. He's crying, baby's crying, and of course, what does she do? She poops on me immediately. (laughs) And pees. Poops and pees on me. I'm covered in baby poop, blood, urine, my own blood, Lord only knows what else, and it was just- You never looked more beautiful. The most special moment ever. (laughs) Take Um, notes, guys. Take notes. Right. So, um, yeah, so she's born. We do some skin on skin. Doctor starts. I mean, it was just like a fancy I cut the cord, too. You did. I did. Yes. So I feel like I did a good job. She it, doesn't have an Audi. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it was just a frenzy in there because everyone is, you know, wanting to clean the baby and then measure her and make sure that everything is, you know, as it should be. There's just so much that can go wrong in birth. And so we did some skin on skin. Then I passed her off. Josh filmed her getting measured, her head, her stomach, you know, everything being weighed. The doctor is stitching me up and it's just so strange because I'm like, I can't move. I felt just like having like an out-of-body experience, like the baby's crying, all these people are in there. Um, But then it was just surreal to have her. It was so awesome because honestly, I got to spend a lot of the time with the baby. You did. Out out of the (laughs) gate. Like she comes out, she goes on to you. And then when we take her off of you, I'm kind of the one holding her and taking Mm -hmm. her and she's just crying and then she's not crying and then she's crying and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is just so cool. And like everything, I just knew that a crying baby is a good thing, you know, when she's born and I'm just seeing her eyes and I'm just like, oh my gosh. I'm like, and thinking like, does she look like me or does she look like Sarah? And I'm just like, she doesn't look, she looks like a lizard right now. Let's be honest. It's just like. (laughs) She had a beautiful head of hair and obviously everything was perfect. So she really was. And I mean, just as beautiful as it can be. And it was just so exciting. You know, as a dad, a million things rush through your head and 
And I was just so excited to be there and experience it. And, you know, it, it, it was unfortunate. No one else was allowed in the hospital to share that experience with us. You know, like my mom would have been there and, and Sarah's mom would have been there and we would have had family there. But, you know, at the same time, it wasn't so bad. You know, we were able to kind of soak up all that experience, um, just us. So yeah. it was really cool. Yeah. So I delivered Thursday afternoon and we didn't leave the hospital until Saturday morning. So there's just so many checkups with nurses and doctors and tests that they run and everything like that. And, and we just kind of chilled and I finally got to eat, which was great after like a 36 hour fast. Um, she stayed with us. We only had her go to the nursery for a few hours one night just to catch up on a little bit of sleep. And other than that, we were just hanging out in the room, chilling. She took a lot of naps the first Changing few days. Changing diapers. Oh yeah. Um, and then obviously, like I said, all the nurses and everything just checking in on you, but it was incredible to say the least. Josh filmed the whole thing. So we got a few different angles. I don't know if we'll ever share it on social media, but we have it for ourselves. And if Oakley ever wants to watch it, she definitely can. But it was, it was just so incredible. Like everyone just, everyone tries to explain it, but I don't think there's even words to explain it. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of weird, you know, cause until then, I, of course I loved her when she was inside of you yeah. and I was like, but I didn't feel like a real connection to her until that moment she came into this world. And as soon as that happened, everything changed and it was just like, Whoa. And that was a very strange feeling, feeling her come out. Cause I couldn't necessarily like like, I guess I could kind of feel her come out. Like, it was really freaky. Like I, I can't even imagine. <laughs> it I, was weird. <laughs> I can't even imagine what that would have felt like. It yeah. was... It was, it was beautiful, and I, it's hard. I don't know if there's a word in the dictionary of the English language that can describe that moment. Yeah. And euphoric, isn't it? I mean, beautiful gets close, but it's just like, it's amazing. It's, it, amazing is so not the word and yeah. it's just like oh my gosh it was just so cool and just to experience that from my perspective you know that I just I couldn't imagine what it felt like for you yeah. and I had a lot of respect for you because that was just so <laughs> much pain that night pain. before I'm just like geez I mean there was a lot of pain I mean I've never seen you in that kind of pain and I yeah. was just like geez you know and here I'm complaining about my bloody shin and I'm just, <laughs> I'm just like, geez, you know, I'm like, holy smokes. I'll never complain again. Right. <laughs> um, so I guess that kind of wraps up the birth part of it. Um, and we'll go into the questions that you guys asked. Some of it we covered, um, but I'll still read them off anyways. And, um, so the first one is favorite part of birth. Oh, um, do you, would you like to go first? You can. Okay, uh, my favorite part was definitely all the jello that you gave me. No, I'm just kidding. So. No, I think I think that moment of handing her to you was really cool. I mean, delivering her, but like bringing her in this world, I was just so nervous to drop her. It really wasn't like, it wasn't, I mean, so like connected until it was like, I'm handing it to you and I see your face and I'm seeing you hold our baby. And I'm like, Sarah's a mom now. Like, this is not the Sarah that I know anymore. Like, this is it. Yeah. I'm like, wait, if Sarah's a mom, that means I'm a dad. And I'm like, holy <laughs> cow, I'm a dad. I'm like, this is great. I've always wanted to be a dad. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to be a great dad. At least I try. You know, I, no one's going to try harder than me to be a great dad. But that was the moment it started. So that's for me, like handing you handing you little Oakley Sky. Yeah. Um, I would say my favorite part of birth was just 
or I guess delivery, um, was just watching her in her bassinet at, you know, during the day. It was just so crazy to think like how Josh and I met and then, you know, getting engaged, getting married, and then to be able to like make this human together. It was just so cool. And then when she would fall asleep on you, it was adorable. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so I'm like half dead from not sleeping either. So when she would fall asleep, I would try not to fall asleep, but then I would fall asleep. And so it was just Sarah kept taking photos of both of us <laughs> passed out. And it was it was pretty amazing. I was definitely her favorite pillow. Yes. No doubt about that. She, she would not it. sleep as well unless <laughs> I, I was holding her and then she would just pass out. It was very sweet. Um, her trying to nurse me was hilarious, too. I still need to put a pump on you. Um, Not happening. <laughs> someone asked, how did Josh support you? Josh was supportive, obviously, the entire time from, you know, encouraging me to do whatever I wanted to do as far as pain medicine went, um, holding my leg during the first part of pushing, very encouraging, kept complimenting my leg and ab strength and endurance. And then obviously, you know, pulling her out, very encouraging while I was trying to learn to breastfeed. Um, he changed every single diaper in the hospital. Every one. great. Sarah yeah. didn't even see a drop of poop nope. other than what came out of her. Sure didn't. So that was right on the awesome time. because I was in quite a bit of pain while at the hospital, just walking around and everything like that. So, um, yeah, it was really, really cool. Someone asked, delivering during a pandemic. So obviously I did have to get tested for COVID. We weren't allowed to have any visitors. Neither of us had to wear a mask while we were in the room. But when Josh went to get food, obviously he had to, had wear, to a wear a mask. Yeah, and I ordered so much food and DoorDash so much food. Yeah. It was, they tried, <laughs> they charged me like $5 for a sandwich I'm like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, I'm nervous. I'm a nervous eater. So I don't know if any of you are out there. When I get nervous, I want to eat. So I'm like nervous the whole time. And so I'm just constantly ordering food. I had to order. I, there was no dieting during this at all. No. I was eating like, I ordered pancakes one time, I think. And then ordered steaks, like ribeye. <laughs> As I couldn't eat. It was horrible. I'm yeah. like, I kind of felt bad, but I was like so nervous and starving. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. So it's um, kind of funny. But yeah, nothing, you know, nothing out of the ordinary there. Obviously, every nurse had a mask on. I don't know if that's typical, even when they're just like putting your IV in or anything like that. But um, yeah, it was actually like like Josh mentioned, it was it was nice just us being able to be parents for those three days in the hospital by ourselves, because there's a lot of like fluids that leak out of you. The nurses check up on you a ton. Like I personally, honestly could not imagine having family in there while I'm bleeding and passing blood clots the size of golf balls. Like there was just a lot of non-pretty things happening. What are you talking about? That diaper you were wearing was the most gorgeous yeah underwear i've ever seen yeah let me tell you i can't you. believe you didn't bring any home yeah i mean we should wear that out on the dates <laughs> so, you know, on our date night <laughs> so um but yeah so the next question were you nervous i think josh was actually more nervous than i was i was freaking birth. out the whole yeah. time you know i'm just like oh my gosh you know i just you just you don't know what's gonna happen and and you know you try to do everything you can and do it right and and I know Sarah had worked so hard during this pregnancy with her nutrition. I mean, you guys see it online. I mean, she never got overweight. She never gained like 90 pounds or anything like that. I mean, she walked five miles every single day of her pregnancy 
no exceptions. It was amazing. She ate the salmon roast. She did everything and all of that. I was just hoping, I was like, oh my gosh, she worked so hard to grow this thing. I just hope it comes out perfect. And I was nervous it would come out not perfect. And and nothing about it other than, uh, I mean, the fact that, you know, it should, was still love her no matter what is wrong with her. But you just, of course, every parent wants a healthy baby. Yeah. So that was what I was nervous about. Yeah. No, I don't honestly think, I, I really don't think I was nervous. I knew that birth and delivery was going to happen regardless. Um, and it was nice to go in to be induced. I think I would have been a little more nervous had it been just kind of like, oh my gosh, there's a contraction. Is this it? it you know, so the fact that we had a, had a, had a plan, that was, that was pretty cool. Um, so the next question, was it hard to go with no help for the first two weeks when you were home? you know, that's, it's, it's a, a rough time of year for us, yeah. you know, because this time of year is I'm super busy on the outdoor side with food plots and farming and all this stuff. So it was, uh, it was, it was rough to be honest a little bit, I would say, but, um, we, we make a great team, you know, it was kind of, th- you think we would take turns getting up. And honestly, most of the time we got up together, there was a couple times, Maybe where I got up and you stayed asleep and I, and I, I bottle fed her. And then other times I, I can remember a couple of times you got up and, uh, but all in all, Sarah and I really just did everything together. It was like, I, from the very beginning, I constantly remind Sarah, I'm like, listen, it's you and me versus baby. I said, it's not you versus me yeah. versus baby. I was like, we got to remember we're on the same team. We got to stay on the same team. It's you and me versus baby. I said, we can do this. And it was just over and over just constantly reminding that. And so it wasn't about one person taking 50% of the, the workload. You know, there were days where you had to do it all because I had to go do farm work and other days, you know, where I would take over and do things because you needed to rest. And it was just one of those situations where it wasn't like 50, 50. We realized, Hey, at the end of the day, we're both on the same team and we just need to make sure we keep her alive. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I don't think it was necessarily hard the first two weeks. I'm very glad that we had our no visitor two week rule just because, um, my mom actually just left today. She was here for a few days and having her here was incredible, but I do feel like if I had had her here in the first few days, I wouldn't fully grasp how much work it was going to be without having help here. So I think, and I don't consider Josh, like I've seen some messages, like how much does Josh help? Josh doesn't help. Josh is a parent. Like he's not a babysitter. So it's not like I do most of the work and Josh quote unquote helps. Like we are, we're a team, like he mentioned. Um, so as far as like quote unquote help goes, I consider that like visitors, like people who don't necessarily live with you or near you. And my mom was an amazing help. While I was holding the baby, she was doing the dishes. And while she was holding the baby, I was able to work. So it was really, really nice to have her here. But like I said, I'm glad that we had our no visitor two week rule because I feel like I would have gotten used to that. And when all the visitors left, I feel like I would have been really overwhelmed. It, 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 it was really nice to experience that without, you know, and without any help at all, because we really appreciate it now when family comes. Yeah. And, and you know what? We both get up together. It sucks because uh, I'm always tired now. Yeah. You know, I've, I've and got we have a really good sleeping baby. Like yeah, she, she only gets up max two times a night. 
Well, uh, first the first week it was not like that. Let's Correct. let's not yeah. mislead our listeners here. Yeah. You know, first first couple nights at home, I mean, she was up five times a night. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was every hour and a half she was awake for fifteen minutes, and I was like, yeah. "We're gonna die if this <laughs> keeps yeah. this up." Yeah. And uh, and and then it was like a light switch switch. Bam! She just went from sleeping, you know, waking up every two hours to waking up every four hours, and I was like. Oh, wow. And then some nights like last night, you know what? She got up every two hours and then at, it was, she got up at midnight, got up at two, got up at four, and then she slept till eight, Yeah, you know? So it's, it's hard to adjust to that, you know, getting your sleep interrupted. I mean, it's, I'm not going to sit over here and say it's a cakewalk. Yeah. But we do have a really good baby. So I'm, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't want this to come across like I'm complaining. Yeah. But. Um, so so to answer the question, no, it was not hard. Josh and I got to be parents. We got to establish a schedule. Um, you know, I, I got to deal with my, I would say the most intense hormones by myself. I don't think that I would have been a very nice person to visitors the first few days at home, just because there's a lot of stress bringing a baby home and trying to breastfeed and trying to learn this balance of, you know, mom and all the other hats that one wears. And then, um, just all the, it's just a lot of changes. It's a huge life change. Honestly, I, I had a ton of dads warn me, oh my gosh, be ready for the postpartum crazies. And they, they turn into psychos and all this stuff. I'm like, good luck. And I'm like, oh God, I'm going to be married to the devil whenever this happens. You already were. And, and honestly, you've been amazing through this. Like zero mood swings. I mean, I mean, you've been awesome. I think a lot has to do with you got right back into exercising right away. And it's been light, you know, like just walking and doing what you can, not anything extraordinary, but you started lifting within two weeks of just lightweight, just high volume, nothing to tear stitches, but you've, you've been a rock star. Honestly, I've been, I've been super impressed with this and, and a very happy husband through all this post post pregnancy. Yeah. I've cried a few times, but there's a lot going on. So it could have been a lot worse. Could have been a lot worse. Um, so yeah. So next question what helped prepare for delivery the most? I would say, honestly, just remaining active during my pregnancy. Um, I really feel like the endurance that I have helped during delivery and labor the most. I didn't take a birthing class because everyone who I talked to that did said that it was a huge waste of time and your body will just know what to do when you're in labor. And I also think that actually not having a plan really helped with delivery and just being able to go with the flow, not stress about certain things. And wait, you didn't have a birth plan. No, (laughs) even though our nurse said people literally will like bring binders in of like their birth plan, which is if you want to do that, do you, but Oh my goodness, we had, honestly, we had one plan, just healthy baby, healthy mom. And so I really feel like that helped a lot during delivery because I could just de-stress, go with the flow, listen to my body without, thinking like oh what's on page 13 of my birth plan like this is what i need right, to do next right right um hello baby um did you have to deliver in a mask no what was the experience like for josh i think you already kind of answered that yeah i kind of answered that but to summarize it one more time i mean it was it was awesome to to deliver oakley and to be a dad and see that all come together and 
I've been waiting to be a dad my whole life. I've never had a spot in my life where I was like, oh, I don't want kids. I've always wanted kids. And uh, I always wanted, you know, a boy and a girl. And so I think this will be great. We we definitely needed the girl first. Yes, a thousand percent. Um, and then the last question was giving birth what you thought it would be. I guess for me, you know, you only really see what's in the movies and then just hearing like my sister's experience, my friend's experience, things like that. But I don't really think there is a way to anticipate what it's going to be like until you actually go through it. And everyone's experience is just so different. So obviously, like I said, our goal was healthy mom, healthy baby. And that's what we got. I do I was actually very surprised at myself at how little I had to push. So that was really cool. Um, and then I had no idea that that epidural was going to feel that good. So, yeah. And I, you know, I want to circle back on one of the questions because the one of the questions were how hard was the first two weeks? And I think we, we didn't, we weren't totally honest with how we prepared for this Yeah. because we took a ton of classes. We did. Like you didn't take a quote unquote birthing class, but you took parenting classes to newborns. How many hours of classes did you take? Um, I would say at least between the, well, the classes, I would say about six hours. And then we both listened to a lot of audiobooks as well. Yeah. And so like that, that really made a huge difference because when baby starts crying, we knew exactly what to do to calm her down. Like instantly we we're like, okay, here's our steps that we know do X, Y, and Z. And so I, I don't know if you want to share those classes or anything like that to our listeners, because I think, I think those made a huge difference. I know they helped me a lot, especially, you know, changing diapers and just like, when she gets upset, like cues to look for, like to keep her from getting upset. And a lot of the, the, the time, you know, we saw these cues that we learned like, oh, this means this. Oh, we need to do X. We need to do Y. And then we keep her from getting upset. I think that has a lot to do with why we have such a good baby. Like late, late night routines that are consistently the same and all these things that we learned prior to giving birth. Like, I feel like if you guys are pregnant out there or not guys, gals. <laughs> if you're pregnant out there, I think you should take these courses that Sarah's going to tell you about. Yeah, I've got them linked on my blog, sarahbomer.blogspot.com. Um, the direct link and then each class that we took is there. The classes were about breastfeeding, infant safety, things like CPR and choking, um, sleep, which was a huge one. And then just like baby basics, like Josh mentioned, like diaper changing, burping, things like that. There's just so many things that can go into, that do go into bringing a child home. And if you can just be as equipped with these skills as possible, it will make the transition a lot, a lot easier. Yeah, I think that has to do, I think that, that is, those skills we learned has a lot to do with why our baby's so good. Yeah, so... I think that concludes this podcast. Well, um, I think we need to finish with, are you wanting to have more kids? I would love to. Ooh. In, I, in a little while. I would love to try. Can we? <laughs> you have to wait six weeks. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. All right. All you future dads out there, they don't tell you that. You can't have sex for six weeks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they do tell you that, actually, but oh, you just well, might not have been listening. I was uh, tuned out. Sorry. <laughs> um, but we want to thank you guys for listening. And if Oakley is listening when she's older, um, right now you're asleep in my arms. And it's yeah. so sweet. 
You're literally the the size of a basketball. Yeah. Tiny. <laughs> but so funny. Um, we will see you guys over in the next episode.